suspicions, my friend. Afraid, are you? is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcastshoutcast.com. Hi, this is Matthew Stover, author of Shatterpoint and the new Jedi Order novel Traitor. You are listening to Star Wars on Direct. Citlan.net, c'est les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga, des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars, incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe, et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.citlan.net. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The coordinates tractor beam is pulling us in. You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. And welcome to Star Wars on Direct, everybody. This is your host, Wilmy Taze, accompanied by Lunatic, the producer of the show. Hello. And uh, we've got a new guest tonight, a uh, new co-host as well. Uh, maybe for tonight, maybe he's going to come back. Wookie Mart, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Great. He's going to do a little uh, segment later on during the show. It's going to be a Star Wars Galaxy segment. He's going to tell us all about his uh, feminine size, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of introducing it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see later on, anyway. Um, of course, uh, the main subject for tonight is going to be uh, the Star Wars dioramas with uh, none other than Frank Diorio. How you doing, Frank? Hi, how are you? Uh, we're going to be discussing a uh, little bit of what happened with uh, Frank at the Star Wars Celebration 2, of course. And he's going to give us a little bit of tr tips and tricks on how to do dioramas. 
with uh, plaster and uh, foam foam core and uh, stuff like that. And <laughs> and talk about his website. Also. And he's going to give us a little hint about his website. Which are you planning anything new in a couple of uh, in a couple of weeks? Next couple of weeks? Yeah. For um, uh, maybe do an update. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to talk to you a little bit later, Asa, later on about this. So, of course, no one can contact us right now because this is a pre-recorded show. We're sorry, everyone. Unfortunately, our servers are currently down. And uh, if you're listening to me saying that, that's because you're listening to a pre-recorded show. It doesn't happen often. It's the worst time. It, it's the worst technical thing ever that happened to us. And uh, I put my Ewok fur in the computer. <laughs> Take it out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to tell you a little, a little something for next week's show. However, that uh, you're going to be able to let us call you, unlike you calling us, uh, because we're, we're, we are aware of long-distance costs, but we want to do this show as much interactive as possible. So we are inviting you to send us your phone number by email and uh, we can track you down and send a police after you <laughs> or basically we can just like call you during the show and uh, if you have any questions or you want to ask us any que- anything or interact with us live uh, while we do this show you're going to be able to because we will be calling you and be sure if you uh, if you want us to call you uh, be sure to lis- be listening live if you don't want us to call you during a doing uh, some other thing <laughs> <laughs> whatever it may be yeah, whatever it may be <laughs> you know it's always a kind of sticky situation when you're actually in the middle of a diorama and you got to get your hands out of the odd blue to answer yeah. the phone so I thought this was a family show <laughs> <laughs> actually no <laughs> we're rated R <laughs> so we're going to go to a short musical break right now to allow our friend Wookie Mart to uh, get the heck out of here and uh keep his uh, virgin hearers out of the spoilers that we're going to be telling during the hyperspace segment, which will last for about uh, 20 minutes this time around. Okay, here we go. And you're going to be listening to Stop Jane's Addiction.
Welcome back to Star Wars on Direct. So right now, right now what we're going to do is uh, the Star Wars hyperspace segment, and uh, this is like full spoiler segment. It's gonna last exactly 20 minutes at the start of the chrono, uh, at the start of the chrono. And uh, if you're listening to this in a pre-recorded interview, uh, jump 20 minutes. Jump, just jump 20 minutes on the uh, on the recording, and uh, please don't talk about any spoilers and uh, non-spoilers places anywhere on the internet, whether it's chat, forums, or whatever. And uh, more details ne next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and top now. So, a lot of things happened in the next in the last couple of weeks in hyperspace. Uh, one of the biggest things we're going to talk about is the announcements of what's coming up. Um, right now, we got episode 3, Visual Set Diaries, who are actually coming up, up on the hyperspace service. That's right. Okay. And uh, we're going to have a member-only forums, which which will be really cool. Uh, we have the uh, before the helmet uh, photos that actually are starting right now. Photoreceptor, rare classic pictures from uh, episode two, as well as episode three. Uh, you're, we're we're going to see a couple of episode three pictures in there, and of course the bench tracks from the Lucas the Lucasfilm archives. A lot more than that. Uh, George Lucas selects are are going to be coming back. Uh, we hope that we're going to be able to. That websites all, all around the planet will be able to show them up to fans all over the planet. <laughs> and uh, these images will not be uh, copyright restricted. Of course, coming soon is going to be the Episode 3 post-production webcam, as well as the uh, post-production reports to go along with these. By, again, I guess, our dear friend Pablo. We're going to see the... the The sequel of the, the cheese movies? Uh, cheese I, I, I'm afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to ask. I think like the webcam is going to die like... Rotten plastic no, or it, whatever. It, it, it's it's going to just like melt into a fondue or something. <laughs> so uh, the making of episode 3 documentaries by Lynn Hale, I guess, will be coming back. And uh, starting November 7th, the first online availability, availability of the Clone Wars series, exclusive audio commentaries with the Clone Wars creators, Gendy Tartakovsky. And uh, one of the big things that happened uh, recently on the... Uh, well, in the past three weeks, actually, the one of the only big things that happened was a discussion with Paul Hans. Uh, he says, he repeats itself, I think like they received a little sheet with what you must say during your discussions yeah. on the forums, you know, because he says that episode 3 will, uh, will uh, answer every question the fans have. Uh, they are, George has, has had ideas during the, the past 25 years, and uh, he's going to be resuscitating them for episode 3. Some will be uh, keep as they were, some will be modified, Uh, some will not be at all in the, in the movie. Uh, of course, the lava idea will be in a movie. And, uh, well, he just says that it's in one of these three categories. But we all know it's going to be there. Um, of course, uh, he says that we're going to have a little taste of uh, the new villain that we're going to see in episode 3 next year. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be a webcam in the ILM offices in Skywalker Ranch and other places 
So maybe we're going to see the Skywalker Hills. That would be cool. So <laughs> the employee better work. So because everybody will. Uh, That's see right. Them. I <laughs> only. <laughs> the, the only thing I, there's a couple of places I, I won't mention, but I don't want to see the webcam going in there. <laughs> of course, uh, George Lucas is back at Skywalker Ranch uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ago. Now he's in a vacation with his family. Uh, after all, you got to take care of your kids <laughs> at one point, you know. Uh, he did choose a couple of. Uh, couple of shoot shoot pieces that he would like to see in the first uh, teaser for Star Wars Episode 3 I just mm-hmm. can't wait to see this it's gonna be so cool there's only uh, uh, 13 months left I know mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna have new look to Padme this year so little uh, we're gonna take pregnant address pregnant woman can yeah. I can I get something in there probably Let's not go into that. Uh, also, Paul says that episode three uh, gave him a new look to the classic trilogy. Uh, he just like gets more the, the friendship in between Obi Wan and Anakin. He says that the duel and the New Hope uh, is now making making him shiver. Mm. So we're probably going to be talking with Paul Hans pretty soon. That uh, now that he talked on the on hyperspace, he's he's got a little bit more free time. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Of course, in episode 3, we're going to uh, discover why Obi-Wan believed that Anakin was the best pilot in the galaxy. And uh, he didn't want to confirm if Darth Sidious was a clone or not. Damn secrets. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. uh, it's supposed to be one of the major characters. I know, I know. Clone. Which one? Is it? Uh, Who knows? The, the, the George knows. Mm. <laughs> so we're going to take a look at a couple of characters now. The new villain, uh, we actually know now that he's going to be uh, the big boss of the droid army. Uh, he's the ultimate machine to kill Jedis. He's not 100% robotic, but uh, we, m- we must not like hope to see all his background story. In the in, in episode three, he's going to be just a little back, just a little bit like Darth Maul in episode one. You're going to say a couple of phrases and get chopped off, I guess. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, of course, uh, he doesn't wear any shoes or boots. He has metallic Met- fo- feet. Yeah, feet, metallic yeah. feet. Hmm. Sounds like dirt. Cling, cling. Come yeah, that's it. He's going to walk like Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> Primary directive. <laughs> Kill Jedi. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, there's going to be an albinist Jedi in... Uh, Dark costume, darker than Obi-Wan and a little bit lighter than Anakin, you know, just in the middle. Uh, he has a little uh, pinch, just, just about the style of Qui-Gon in The Phantom Menace. Makes him a little interesting character. Uh, of course, Rena Owen was interviewed this week. Uh, she will not be coming back as Tanwi in Episode 3, although she will come back as a senator from some planet somewhere. Uh, she will not be fighting, but she will be taking radical and... Uh, yeah, she's important gonna decision. Radical decisions about uh, about the the star in the Star Wars universe, and uh, apparently she would have read the entire scenario, which which were really doubtful at <laughs> here at Star Wars <laughs> on the Red. But hey, one can dream. <laughs> uh, the site Insomniac Mania actually interviewed the uh, the actor Christopher Kirby, who's going to be playing in Star Wars Episode Three. Uh, we asked they asked him. What kind of costume they would be they would be wearing, and uh, they were t- they were telling him he were he was telling us that uh, he cannot tell us anything about the costume he wears, but he's got it's going to be an extraordinary costume, and you just can't miss it. It's fantastic. Uh, are you going to be? Is he going to be in the principal actors? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. I'm going to be in the principal principal actors. Uh, my per- my character is 
large enough that you can't miss him. Uh, they asked him if they're gonna have any dialogue in the movie. He says that he's not gonna be in the background, and uh, that's almost that. That's all he can say because otherwise he would probably put himself in trouble. <laughs> so, pretty much important person, I guess. We're gonna have to see this little Mr. Kirby. Uh, they asked him if he was gonna have an action figure of his uh, character. They said yes, yes, of course. Maybe he's the one who, who is going to be Tarkin. Hey, who knows? That might be one. Yeah. So, of course, with uh, all these information and misinformation from Lucasfilm came the information and misinformation from the, the Forge.net spy mm-hmm. report. Uh, apparently, there's a there, there will be a time in a movie where all the clone troopers will go against their Jedi generals. At that time, uh, Yoda will be on Kashyyyk. Hmm, cool, we're going to see Kashyyyk. Yay! <laughs> uh, there will be a lava planet in the movie the, There will be a race That will be actually on this planet It will not be the race played by Bruce Pence uh, Apparently it's a unique race That lives on this planet The wheels <laughs> Oh no Don't, don't, don't even start <laughs> um, Of course when the events could go for the, for the worst um, Maze decided to actually have a little discussion With Palpatine uh, But apparently He gets a little bit messed up. Um, And right after that, the clone, the clone army changes side. Yeah, what do you know? Hmm, strange. <laughs> uh, there will apparently there's a lot of debate about the question: Is Padme going to die? Yes, we sadly have to report that the spy has has told us that Padme will be dying in Star Wars Episode Three. We are sorry, everyone. She will die, <laughs> as as I predicted. <laughs> But It actually shocked w- me. But will the real Padme die? I'm Or sure she will. We'll, we'll talk about this after the movie. I guess it's, it's the best way. Maybe so we'll never know. Oh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> after the events of the epic spatial battle at the beginning of the movie, the uh, droid general, the new bad boy, uh, have escaped. Palpatine has been saved and Dooku is dead. Uh, sadly, the separatist co- uh, ship on which uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin and Palpatine are actually finding themselves is falling into Coruscant's atmospheres. And the fire department of Coruscant <laughs> is sending uh, fire, fire trucks, ships, to uh, fire ships, I guess we could say that, and uh, to actually help this uh, ship do a little crash landing. <laughs> uh, that's interesting because it means that the big war sequence, the space sequence, is on the orbit of Coruscant. Or somewhere around it, yeah, that's right. Except if the are jumping out of uh, hyperspace and they yeah, crash land it. on the uh, horizon. Oh, that would be bad. You come out like two, two, three hundred mph and <laughs> Carson coming up. Where we're going to that nightclub. <laughs> uh, Hanekin will have to actually make a choice in a movie. Uh, he's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a choice given to him by Palpatine. Uh, in consequences, Mace Windu will actually choose to defend himself. So we're gonna probably see a little fight, Mace versus Hanekin, and probably that Palpatine will end that fight. Palpatine and Sidious are the same person, of course. The uh, dark side is evil and hides everything even the eyes of the Jedi's Hanekin kills Dooku very early in the movie um, however the old Jedi will not be named officially Darth Vader before the scene that actually includes the uh, bat of lava and lava pit or how, whatever you want to call it uh, but it doesn't mean that he won't be doing really really obscure things before that duel 
and I don't want to go there either because I want to keep this show kids approved. <laughs> the uh, Blockade Runner 10 TV 10 TV4 uh, will be in that we saw in a New Hope. Will definitely be in episode three. It's going to be a little bit shinier and uh, a lot, lot less, a lot less used, of course. Uh, but uh, it's still going to be there. I think it's pretty interesting. It's probably uh, this. Sh- it's in this ship that Bail Organa will be making his trip to Alderaan in the end of the movie. Hmm. We hope, uh, we suppose it's going to be Alderaan it? because it's well, that's what he says. That's what he says. Okay. Because so uh, maybe we're going to see uh, Alderaan a little bit more than we saw in a New Hope. You know, uh, <laughs> of course, the the tent V will have a uh, uh, drive shaft course <laughs> and uh, landing gears he has been redesigned for a little bit fresher look hmm. how can you actually take something old and make it fresher I can't wait to see that either the um, the uh, safety or the safety pods I don't know Rescue pods. Rescue pods, thank you. The rescue pods will also be used in the movie. Uh, there's a good chance that we see a scene on the bridge of the 10 v 4 and uh, we should also see the 10 v 4 land on the planet, which would probably be Halloran. Uh, there, uh, we do... B- you do uh, blah, blah, blah. A little, blah, blah, blah. So, that was for Poggle the Lesser. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay... Palpatine will actually show his true face in Episode 3. Uh, he will have used the, uh, f- the dark side of the Force to hide his evil face from the Jedis and everybody else on Coruscant. Good job there, big boy. And um, he's going to be... Uh, the, the, the makeup department of ILM actually had a lot of work to do with this. Uh, we've seen shot of Palpatine in a costume uh, ready to shoot a scene. Apparently that was intentional intentionally shot to give us the idea that he was coming back like normally but apparently he won't hmm. but he will be looking li- a lot like the Palpatine we saw in Return of the Jedi hmm. and uh, of course the makeup artist did a great job so can't wait to see that the um, the other character that we heard a lot about and uh, that actually a spy from Andy Cole News reported was Anakin and uh, he says that he saw an, an image of Anakin after the encounter with the volcano. <laughs> Anakin versus the volcano. Ooh, we'll win. There's not a movie Shoot about that. Shoot the D20. Shoot the D20. There's, there's a, not a, a movie. Uh, Joe versus the volcano. I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> care. It's like Sansom against, against the Vesuvius or something, you know. And uh, basically, uh, he said that he never saw something as horrible and he was really, really, like... Disgusting. Disgusted and, like, scared at the same time. You know, he, he was really impressed by the job they, they, they did. This, uh, this will be the PG-13 scene. Yes. I, if it goes PG-13. Probably. It could go R-rated. R-rated, I wouldn't care. You know, like no, a little flashback, like, no. eight months earlier. But <laughs> it, you will never do an R-rated Star Wars movie. We'll pay him all the money in the world, he will. <laughs> anyway, the two arms and uh, two legs of Hanekin are totally uh, burnt, and his visage is horrible. Mm-hmm. His face is horrible. Um, it's really troubling. And uh, but what's the TFN spy, actually... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. What, what's strange is that another spy, or I don't remember if what was the source, said that uh, both Hanekin's legs were chopped off, and an arm... Yeah. So uh, now it's burned. It's not cut. It's well, it's burnt. Maybe they'll have to cut yeah. it too. You know, 
I don't know, bring life into it or something. <laughs> uh, of course, the TFN spy did spoke a little bit about Anakin. He said that three tests have been run for the burnt version of Anakin. Uh, he says that the first version was Anakin blackly burnt from the head th- from head to toe, and the um, only marks of burnt on his visage, on his face, are on the right face, uh, right face of his face. So just like we saw in Return of the Jedi, as Sebastian Shaw took the helmet off. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's a really horrible image. The second test in, in implicated Aiden uh, looking a little bit like Vader without the mask uh, in Return of the Jedi. His uh, skin has a dark tint to it. Apparently, um, we're going to recognize a lot of scars that have been made. And uh, that's that kind of surprises me, but, you know, it's possible. Uh, the most important uh, burnt are actually located on his... Um, cheeks and uh, he's completely burned from actually not head to toe but from toe to uh, neck this time around so only his, uh, his head came out of the lava <laughs> <laughs> oh there it goes <laughs> <laughs> see that's, what, that's where that's where it comes from uh, and the final version of it uh, was actually Aiden burnt but not as severely as the other versions he only has a uh, little Poach under the eyes mm-hmm. is uh, burnt. Is his hairs are actually almost gone. The uh, left side of his vi- of, of his face is and is a little bit burnt, and the uh, the burnt marks are actually going down to the, to the neck, and every, everything else of his body is totally burnt. Uh, apparently, it looks like he's been burnt to second degree burnt. I had I'm allergic to the sun. Uh, a couple of years ago, I actually had a third degree sun, uh, sunburn. Sunburn. Oh, I can tell you that that really hurts, but you can live through it. You know, it doesn't show anymore too much, uh, like except in my actions and everything. But <laughs> but lava. <laughs> but lava. It's, it's, it's fourth, fifth degree burn, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so, you, know, you don't you don't live through lava. <laughs> so uh, that's right. Uh, these are pretty interesting. Uh, things that they're, that are actually coming up to us. However, you got to wonder, you know, what's all the information and misinformation about? Uh, as I was saying from the discussion of Paul Hens, mm-hmm. we are seeing more and more repetitive answers in everyone's, you know, discussions. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, episode 3 will be the well, best of all maybe episodes. Me, maybe fans ask always the same questions. You know, that might be. we got to get them on our show and actually uh, let us... Uh, ask other that's it ask other questions you know that could be interesting in any case uh, there's two minutes left to go to the hyperspace uh, chronic and the um, the question I wanted to raise was actually about um, you know the actual fight between Anakin and someone or Obi-Wan and someone the fight where Padme gets killed because that that is actually one of the turning point of the movie is where Panme will get killed we don't know yet by who but she died but we, we don't know if how she, she and we don't know how but apparently that's going to be something really impressive so the only thing I can actually think of right now is let's say Obi-Wan and I can Panme interferes don't fight oops uh oh <laughs> I just killed my own wife or Obi-Wan killed her or you know something like that and uh, about the fact that is 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 it the real Padme that dies? Mm-hmm. I guess it might be. Uh, as I was se- telling Danny after episode two, uh, the way we saw Padme's handmaiden who, who stays on Coruscant uh, to actually 
look look after the uh, center's business, uh, she was crying like hell. Mm-hmm. And the only memory Leia has of her mother is, is a sad woman is a sad woman crying like hell. <laughs> so you know, you, you gotta you gotta bring you the question: Is it really Padme was actually taking care of of Leia? It seems that it it's not. Uh, it's probably one of her handmaidens or someone else. Maybe, you know? but maybe uh, the, the the result of the of Padme dying will not be explained. Was it the real Padme who dies, or was it one of her decor? Probably the question will stay at the end of the movie. Oh, they just can't do that. <laughs> And the fans can imagine what they want. They just can't do that. If they do that, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down to the ranch, <laughs> waging over my rampage. <laughs> so right now we're going to go to a little short musical break. Uh, we're going to be listening to Sweet Surrender by Sarah McLachlan. And we'll be right back with Frank Diorio from uh, yumnyumsuniverse.com. Doesn't mean much.
Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you are listening to Star Wars on the Left. Stop waving that pen like a like it's like a lightsaber, a, a director uh, <laughs> thingy from. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back everyone to Star Wars on Direct uh, We're going to be live right now with Frank Diorio from NyamNyamsUniverse.com Hi Frank Hi <laughs> <laughs> Coming back from the moon <laughs> And uh, we're going to be asking you a couple of questions now uh, Of course, we want to know the basic questions Since when are you a fan of Star Wars? Uh, well that's an easy one That was... Uh in 1977, which makes me very old, but <laughs> uh, I was like 13, 12 or 13 years old, and um, I remember my friend running across the street with his uh, Starlog magazine, and uh, it was the issue before Star Wars came out in the summer with the Ralph McQuarrie's uh, X-Wing and TIE Fighter, I think, on the cover, and he was like waving it, saying like, oh, this is going to be the greatest movie ever, and, and I was looking at the picture, and I was saying like, oh, that's looks awful it's gonna <laughs> suck you know <laughs> and uh, of course I was like really wrong and the day that uh, we went to see it in the movie like we wanted to go back the next day and we ended up seeing it I don't know maybe like 20 times that <laughs> summer like we would hide in the bathrooms and, <laughs> and go see it at 3 o'clock then hide in the bathroom go see it at 5 again and it was a crazy summer but that's when I was introduced into the whole Star Wars universe and things good days good days yeah. <laughs> uh, do you actually remember when you started doing dioramas for Star Wars um, I started that around I think maybe like seven years seven or eight years ago and the first ones were like very simple it was uh, just putting um, scenes like on a shelf like my friend um gave me the idea to make like a one planet for each shelf so I'd have like a planet at, uh, for Hoth say and then I'd be able to put like uh, the Wampa Cave and then the Echo Base and then all the different things from that planet uh, the Rebel Troopers and then on another shelf I'd be able to put like uh, Endor and uh, Yavin and different things with green leaves and stuff like that and um, team shelves basically yeah kind of like that that's what how it started about like maybe seven years ago and then came the foam core. <laughs> yeah, then I discovered foam core after. Yeah. <laughs> the joys, the joys of foam core. <laughs> but before, before uh, foam core, you were using uh, like metal grid and with plastic. Yeah, well, the first, yeah, the first one I tried to to do was like uh, it was well, the first one was Hoth, if I remember, and so it was basically like chicken chicken wire, mm -hmm. uh, like fences, and uh, you'd like just like uh, smush it up kind of to make it like uh, all kinds of like uh, creases and different things like that look like wrinkled clothes mm -hmm. you know and then I would put like plaster bandages that's like the when you break your arm the doctor mm -hmm. he puts uh, like those strips that he dips in water mm -hmm. and uh um, you put that over the chicken wire and then you maybe put some plaster of Paris painted on top of that so that was like the, that's really like the most easy diorama that you could actually make and mm -hmm. then it was basically just making like caves and different things like that before uh, uh, before like you said that I discovered uh, foam the core. foam core <laughs> and I started doing like Tatooine houses and all <laughs> kinds of things like that yeah and um, like how did it all start like uh, except from the shelves, all that it started at the fact that you wanted to build dioramas. Mm -hmm. 
uh, were you collecting uh, before? Yeah, well, I, I, when I was when I was young, when I was 13, my mom would buy me like uh, uh, the figures and uh, some of the ships. And at a certain time, I think like one year after, in, like in '78, there was like just too many things that started coming out. Uh, like uh, glasses and sheets and posters and it was like we just limited ourselves to the toys so in the 95 the perfect Star Wars yeah. room <laughs> <laughs> and in uh, 95 when Hasbro relaunched the line and uh, I was lucky enough to be le at the start of my career at that time so I didn't have to ask my mom to buy me all my toys <laughs> <laughs> that was good and uh, by doing that then uh, I never bought toys really you know for like wanting to resell them 10 years later on eBay to make money or anything like that so uh, I would always open the, the the toys and then so like the dioramas just came from having too many of the fi loose figures lying around and trying to find a way to display them that would look nicer than just on the table you know mm -hmm. And of course, you had a little bit more space than you used to have in your old room. So. Oh yeah, well yeah, <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, how much do you actually spend on a normal diorama? Oh, that depends on on the on the scene and the different uh, elements that you use. If say that you do something simple like uh, Palpatine's the trash, office. Well, yeah. Well, Palpatine's <laughs> office. Well, that's well. I guess it's kind of. Simple because it's, it's only it's simple. only foam core. It's mostly most of the dioramas really. It's like not really expensive. It's more like the time time that it takes yeah. th that you spend on it, which is you know the the biggest problem that people have. You know is uh, is uh, finding time to make them. But uh, yeah, the Palpatine's office. I think it was maybe like uh, forty dollars worth of like foam core to make the room and the, and then the latex paint and different things like that. So it wasn't that much expensive. It just took maybe like five months to make on like weekends. And something like uh, say like a trash compactor, which is just like a basic wall and stuff, that can take maybe like a one two weekend or, yeah, two, or weekends, two weekends, and that's like maybe ten dollars worth of uh, of material. So it's like it depends on, you know, if you want to go crazy like the Palpatines, uh, not Pal uh, the Palpatines well, arrival, or Palpatine's something like arrival, that. or even let's talk about uh, the Bespin carbonation chamber. Okay, yeah. Well, that that one was actually like quite simple. Because it's pretty impressive. It doesn't seem simple. No? Well, to me, I, like I look at it now and I go like, okay, that was like one of the, that was the or one of the early ones that I did where it was away from the shelf and like in a kind of like a little box type of separate uh, piece kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still like it. It's you know, it's on display at Legends with some of the other things that uh, I did. But uh, when I look at it now, I know that. You know, I'm just itching one day to do like a phase two version where I'll have to like uh, start over and do it exactly like mm -hmm. in the movie set. There's been like there's some uh, that uh, were done by some of the visitors on, on my site that uh, did like awesome versions of uh, of that diorama. It's okay. really impressive mm -hmm. with electronics and yeah, with everything. lights and everything. It really makes like a huge difference when you, when you do that. Um, of course, dioramas includes. Very often, action figures. Mm -hmm. uh, do you always buy them at the art, pri art, art price, or will you get them some sometimes from from dealers or friends? Uh, yours well, or most well, 
living in Canada, it's uh, as you know, <laughs> is not the easiest thing to find uh, action figures because uh, most of the times, uh, lots of waves are like just skipped and uh, or they're not even released. Uh, I used to like everyone else. I always buy my my toys in uh, in the toy stores, like all the other regular people or whatever. Not that I'm not regular. But <laughs> 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 uh, but but you're quite uh, special. I'm uh, I, I'm lucky that I discovered Legends, and in terms of that, they actually do get. You know, they're one of the only stores in in Montreal that uh, get like all the waves and different things like that. Sometimes a little later than you know that come out in the states, but at least I don't have to panic and think like, oh, okay, well I have uh, you know this wave missing mm -hmm. or different things like that. Well, I have to you know to plan a, a trip to the yeah, US to go <laughs> to the states or something. <laughs> but so I am lucky w by having the site that sometimes I have like fans that email me and say okay. like, uh, oh, I just saw this in the store. Do you have this figure? And I'll say like, oh no, I didn't get that yet. And then they'll go and shop for me and then I'll send them a refund through PayPal and sometimes okay. I'll give them a little bonus like a little Jedi chair or something <laughs> <else to try laughs> and different things like that so yeah that's really cool um, did it ever happen to you that you were missing one crucial piece like let's say Emperor's Arrival you're missing the Emperor how far would you actually would you go to actually get that piece Okay. Uh, oh. Well, I know that I wouldn't do it in a custom because I'm not very good at doing customs. <laughs> at, I don't, at least I don't find... I, I know that I did a few, like the sitting Jedis and mm -hmm. different things like that, but I find it like so much... You know, I know that's a lot. You can do like simple things, like head swaps and whatever. But I find it like it's so like tiny and detailed, and uh, it's like every time I try to l do like a paint job on a little eyebrows or something, it comes out like a big glob. It's so much <laughs> easier to just like paint, you know, like a, a diorama, which is like a big surface or something like that. Mm -hmm. But for a missing figure or something, uh, uh, I know I wouldn't pay like uh, $200 or anything like that on eBay for a figure. Or I'd probably, but most of the time, I'd try to get it through a friend or something like that. Or if I know that a figure is missing because Hasbro is making it maybe like next year or something, then I'll try and like delay making that diorama for when all of the figures mm -hmm. come out. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, do, you, do you usually uh, make your own uh, props and stuff like that for your dioramas, or will you sometimes buy, uh, buy them off like shelves at uh, Dollaramas, which are dollar stores? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, y what you, when you start... When you start making dioramas and you start looking at objects in a regular store, even if it's Walmart or wherever, and uh, you look at you look at them through the eyes of like if it was like a, a four-inch scale, then you start seeing all kinds of possibilities that uh, you know. I'm trying to think of a, an example which I can't at the moment, but let's uh, say a, a blind a, a, blind, a blender for uh, Beru on uh, Tatooine. You know, okay, well, yeah. That's the kind of thing <laughs> you can actually find with Barbie sets in dollar stores. Yeah, <laughs> or sometimes you can find, like, things, you know, like uh, cages or different, uh, uh, you know, uh, elements from other toy lines that fit the same scale, and you can reuse that for, like, uh, in the arena or different uh, items like that. And then if you can't find anything, then you can... Uh, I sometimes have fun using, like, Super Sculpey or, uh, or Fimo or different... Uh, things like that to sculpt 
like missing pieces, pieces. like when uh, now that the cinema scenes came out with the the chairs uh, before that happened for the Jedi Council I made my own chairs and stuff out of the Sculpey and uh, you know so that's the kind of thing that's fun but it's also like hard to create like uh, accurate like um, like uh, furniture and things when it's symmetrical yeah. because then it has to be all perfect on all sides and it's like uh, sometimes I rather wait till Hasbro mm-hmm. does it so I'm cre- I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we'll maybe one day see like a moisture evaporator so I don't have to do that <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how do you make your backgrounds the backgrounds from your scene it seems yeah. like pictures or uh, the b- yeah well the, what I do I use Photoshop to create those and most of the time uh, I s- well I start off with um, uh, making of books like mm-hmm. uh, or like uh, some of the visual dictionaries, yeah, visual dictionaries or the story books the mm-hmm. anything that has like still pictures from the movies and uh, sometimes uh, on starwars.com on the you go like uh, find some uh, pictures from there or i go on my laser discs and pause the star wars movies cuz they're not out on dvd yet but <laughs> hopefully soon yeah. and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah so then i i s- kind of like look at the pictures or i sketch you know what they look like and then in photoshop i like recreate the same kind of Yeah, background like say for the uh, Darth Vader secret where in Bespin mm-hmm. in that big like tube type of thing uh, so I like recreated the whole decals in Photoshop mm-hmm. and then the fun thing about that is that I can then put it online and have people go into the sections and then download it onto it their computer and then if they have a printer then they can print it and recreate you know the mm-hmm. scenes themselves if they don't have like uh, Photoshop or the skills to or time to to do that kind mm-hmm. of uh, of images and stuff Because like that. Because you d- you do a really good job yeah, well with those with those backgrounds. <laughs> so <laughs> it's 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 really scary. Uh Highland should actually hire you. It's it's incredible yeah. you're still here. Well one day maybe we'll see. <laughs> Stay with us. Yeah. Uh how many of these dioramas can you make in one year? Uh, in a year well I wish I could make more because I know that I get lots of emails always saying like wh- either when I'm going to update or when I'm going to make it the, their next favorite dioramas or anything like that unfortunately because it's it's really just for like my pastime and everything that I do that uh, I work on it on Sundays and sometimes Saturdays and Sundays but something easy like I did uh, last year uh, when the uh, two packs of uh, the trash compactor came out I redid like a little deluxe version and that took me like one weekend or two weekends or something like that mm-hmm. to do uh, the Palpatine's arrival or even the Millennium Falcon that I did uh, last year that was approximately the same time for both and it was around like seven or eight months that it could uh, take depending on the more detail there is then you know the more time it takes and maybe th- maybe what i should do is kind of like do workshops where i can have like we can do like you can have efforts, people you know, helping you people then yeah then i could maybe do like six seven a year or something it might work actually well maybe we can try and do something you with can months. teach how to make dioramas and make money out of it. that's it no, well, get a spot, a, get no, a, get a spot in the middle of legends you know uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> special s- special sundays I don't with think with we have the space for that <laughs> <laughs> Already have enough uh, action figures to put up on <laughs> their wall. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking a little bit earlier about the uh, the, the material you use. Uh, you, you did say you didn't mention you use Photoshop for the backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, chicken wire for uh, doing mountains and huts yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, Fimo, Super Sculpey. Uh What would you recommend? Like the 
basic uh, fan who wants to start a diorama to, to use? The basic material. The basic the material. The basic material? Well, the, the easy... You know, if you want to start off with the easy scene or something like that you'd e- it would be either with like foam core because that's uh, not very expensive and it's easy to cut and everything like that you can go into any uh, uh, store art supply store or like a store like uh, staples or something like that and mm-hmm. just buy a sheet and then an exacto knife and then you like you know cut the pieces and then you can make four walls and then just print decals on it and you have an instant diorama the other easy ones are just using like a plaster of Paris is also easy because if you want to make like we did at Celebration or if you do like a Tatooine house or something because of the way that the design of the buildings are which are like all like falling apart and messy so like you don't you know it's perfect for a beginner because even if it doesn't look perfect then it looks exactly like like Star, Star Wars, Wars yeah. world you know that's, so you know that's, that's, that's <laughs> what was cool about the original movies you know you yeah. had all that oily and you know gritty look and everything mm-hmm. uh, speaking of cutting foam core with exacto knives <laughs> how's the finger oh my <laughs> <laughs> Adam one Kenobi wanted to know how's yeah, the finger? My finger well my finger is doing much much better thank god I'm so happy that I didn't chop it completely off <laughs> so you have to be very careful when you use exacto knives because yeah. uh, especially through foam core of, uh, yeah, well, to, yeah. De- to describe foam core to our listeners, it's basically a, a thin sheet of like maybe an eighth of an inch of form sticking between two pieces, pieces of, of paper. paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sandwich, a paper yeah. sandwich, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was like a careless thing where I had some, a little bit of hot glue that was on the foam core and the knife got stuck in that, so I was putting a little more pressure and then when it went through the hot glue, then it went into the foam core, which m- was then not as hard to go through and anyway and then it met make your a long story short yeah then it <laughs> hit my finger <laughs> then it met your finger and, which uh, was a little harder to go through <laughs> uh, yeah but uh, now yeah you can hardly even tell anymore with the you know with you even that see what, what the scar looks like mm-hmm. and I can bend my finger and everything's fine and so maybe I'll put a picture you're up on uh, you're gonna on live and, and show how nice <laughs> it looks man. <laughs> well speaking of pictures up on your website uh, you have little making of featurettes Uh, And we were talking a little bit earlier before the show about uh, family and how it's really cool for parents to actually go on the yumnumsuniverse.com website, download these uh, backgrounds and, you know, have playsets, make the playsets with their kids Mm -hmm. to actually uh, play in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, you actually have a little, a nice little story about that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Last year at, at the celebration, like, was the first time I realized that because I don't have kids myself. So I and uh, well, I guess I, I kind of am a, a kid in me. But uh, the, the the feedback that I got from parents coming to see me and uh, building the houses with their children and, and and stuff like that, they were all thanking me for giving them, you know. Uh, you know, a pastime that was creative and fun and that they could do with their kids because, like, kids these days are, like, so used to, like, you know, being with, like, PlayStation or just staying in front of TV or different things like that. So Or computers. That, you know, or computers <laughs> also, yeah, <laughs> doing the net. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, you know, I had lots of fathers and mothers coming to see me and saying, like, oh, thank you for, like, giving us something that we can actually, like, sit the whole family together and, like, paint together and be creative. And then the kids have, like, play sets that they can play with their toys and different things like that. So I had never thought of it that way, you know, but uh, I thought that was, like, really 
really nice and really cool thing of, you know, mm -hmm. actually that came yeah about, you know. Uh -huh. A lot of people are asking about the name of your website. Oh, the name, yes. <laughs> and it's not Nayub Nayub. <laughs> <Some> people have uh, <laughs> come to see me. The name, yeah, the name is actually kind of like a funny story because had I known or found out how Lucasfilm actually spelled it, it would have been a different name completely, but it's basically the sound that uh, Wicket does in Return of the Jedi when he meets Princess Leia the first time, when he goes like that. And I always laughed when, I, when I'd hear that, and then I would always, like, I'd be rewinding the, when I was looking for a nickname, I'd be rewinding the tape and then trying to trying to figure out what exactly he was saying and then I thought it was N-I-U-B for nyub 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 but it was actually supposedly spelled Y-U-B so if I was technically correct I, it would be yub yub universe mm -hmm. but it stuck at nyub nyub so I guess that's what we'll have to live for and it's not nyub nyub no it's not uh, Lando's co-pilot <laughs> nyub nyub either no <laughs> we wanted to make this clear to yes, everybody okay, here <laughs> um of course, Star Wars Celebration 2, you were there yes. with a couple of other friends, uh, Dio Makers, I, I, I think we can call them that way. Dio Makers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how did it happen? How did you all get together? Uh, uh, that was, uh, like, I'm so glad I had the chance to do that, and it's like, um, how did it start? I, well, at the time, I was uh, being hosted by Rebel Scum, and I knew that Philip Wise was uh, involved in uh, the convention, and I sent him an email saying that it would be fun to um, maybe do something with dioramas over there. And then uh, he passed it along to Steve Sansweet and Mary Franklin, and they loved the idea right away, except that at first they wanted me to... Uh, just like sit behind the table and then like build something and then have people come in, you know, see how you make a diorama. And then I felt like maybe that would be like too much like being in a zoo or something. I was <laughs> a bit embarrassed about that. A little that. bit of pressure. So with just as I was saying <laughs> earlier, uh, for those people who actually went to the Star Wars celebration, there was a guy in the dealer's room from Hasbro who was working with the Kenner Wax, always like that one. Yeah, and, uh, building the figures, sculpting the figures. Yeah. That that's right, he was actually sculpting the figures and everyone was looking at him, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> well, he has, uh, he's less embarrassed than, or, or less shy than I am. <laughs> so yeah, I had suggested that it would be more fun to to do kind of like a workshop where you could have people come in and uh, actually build things that they'd be able to take home as a souvenir after. So uh, I suggested Moss Eisley because it was an easy uh, first beginner's diorama thing to do. And uh, we were lucky to have like uh, some like $4,000 worth of uh, material from sponsors and... Uh, so the people would come in and everything was free and they were like all surprised. They were going like, how much do you have to pay to make a diorama? And I said, no, it's free. And they were all like in shock almost. And <laughs> it, was like, it was amazing. And um, we'd just give them their piece of foam core and then we'd give them the paint and the plaster and then they went off in the corner. Some people came for like only one day. Some came for the three days. And uh, uh, at the end, at noon on Sunday, then we put together on uh, four giant uh, four by eight pieces of... Uh, uh, plywood. Mm -hmm. uh, we made uh, we recreated Moss Eisley with the 
I think there was over like 150 houses or something like that. And then for about two hours it was on display and we had brought action figures and uh, to like do the population of it and everything. And it was, I was like so amazed and everyone was like freaking out. It was like, it was amazing just to see how in one and a half days all these you know this could happen with people's creativity mm -hmm. and imagination and things like that and then the best thing was the people were able to take their houses with them and then it, there were some people who were waiting for the because uh, some people were there like say only on the Friday or the Saturday and they couldn't weren't there on the Sunday to bring their houses mm -hmm. so everyone was like waiting like at a at a rummage sale or something, you know, like for like what houses would be left that no one was coming <laughs> to get, and they'd say like, "Oh, I want, I'm going to take it," you know. So it was really funny, but uh, uh, there was an amazing time, you know. So if the, if it happens again in uh, 2005, uh, if uh, my schedule, my work schedule allows it, I'd do it again in a flash for sure. Okay. Well, without spoiling anyone about the episode three, because you do know a little bit of spoilers about episode three, mm -hmm. uh, what? It's hard to say, but what would you actually be looking forward to make from what we've heard from episode three so far? Oh, <laughs> God, that's hard to to guess. I have enough trouble trying to figure out what next diorama I'm going to make. <laughs> now I have to think of what I'm going to do in 2005. But well, well don't uh, don't answer right now. Okay. <laughs> we'll ke we'll keep it for 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 some for some some wait, other time. Wait for for the trailers, and you will have probably oh, okay. a better yeah, so idea. I'll have a better idea. You'll yeah, have yeah, a better yeah. idea. Okay. Um, we'll what actually were you planning on doing next? Because uh, we know you have a couple of uh, ideas. Yeah. Behind. Well, next pr I'll probably finish what I started before I did uh, Palpatine's arrival which is the uh, conference room for from A New Hope where uh, you have Darth Vader and uh, Tarkin and all of those people because uh, the wall structure is already created and I just have to repeat that like 30 times to make it like a circular room mm -hmm. and when I heard that the shuttle was coming out sooner than I thought that's when I s put that aside to finish uh, Palpatine's arrival so I'll probably go back to the conference room and then after that I think I'll probably work on the um, I think it's the is it Geonosis mm -hmm. uh, Battle War Room War Room with uh, the cinema scenes that were just released now because there's like about eight figures or something that are available for that now so I think that'll be like a cool scene that would be able to be done relatively quickly because it's not much detail just like a wall using plaster and different textures and things like that and then after that I think I'll probably put like a uh, kind of like a poll or something on my site or go to the top ten section and try to pick something that the fans want mm -hmm. to see made want to see of course for the Geonosis uh Arena, you're going to be. Uh, we were talking about it a little bit earlier today. Uh, you were thinking about using uh, Iceland foam for uh, to build. Like yeah, someone sent me an email with a, a picture of what they had done for their arena, and I was like very impressed with the result. And uh, it's the it's the foam. I think it's used for like caulking or for like the mm -hmm. isolation yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. And it looks like shaving cream when it pops out of the can, and then it like hard. Actually, I think it blows up. It goes like... Yes, it does. Like yeah, it expands, and then it hardens into, like, a big styrofoam thing. And then you use, like, a like an X-Acto knife or a fork or something, and you're able to, like, scratch out the same... It gives the exact same texture as uh, that you see, like, uh, in the actual miniature set that uh, ILM built and everything. Yeah. So I think that's going to be, like, a, if a you good technique. If you got a, a well-aired well uh, well space, you can also use uh, a, a little iron solder on which you put a little uh, uh, copper 
wire mm-hmm. and you just like cut through cut it. Through oh, you cut through it y- with you just the cut heat through and it. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, that probably would work even better. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a little trick I heard uh, from a convention a couple of years ago. At a guy who actually did the uh, Tatooine uh, Boonta Heaves race with okay. micro machines oh. and stuff like that. It oh, was that, that was really cool to see. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, diorama uh, of the pod race scene. Oh, that would that be would that would be cool. huge. Yeah. Yes, it would be huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just just a part, like <laughs> just make it to scale. Yeah. Oh my lord! <laughs> we only have two pods, though. Like, hopefully, yeah. we'll. Well, I don't know at this point if we'll see more. It'd be mm-hmm. fun to have more pod racers, mm-hmm. maybe. Of course, uh, we if, if we use the one that uh, Henry did from Legends, uh, we, oh yeah, we have we four. That. <laughs> yeah, that's r- that's amazing. You do the the, the start finish line with the stands. It would be great. Yeah, and then with Jabba and all yeah. the different pieces like that, and yeah. the Gasgano pieces of pods that blew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a g- that's another one that would take like eight feet yeah. or something of space to. And to about do. a thousand Q-tips. Yeah, the little Q-tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool the way that they did that. It was yeah. uh, very. Imp- I was impressed with that. Who who would have thought? Who yeah, would have thought? Who known? <laughs> yeah. There's a feature on your website uh, that which I like is the. Uh, for each diorama, there's a picture, and you compare it to the still from the movies. The cinema comparison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, did you go through uh, photo courses or something to uh, learn how to focus all those, uh, to mm. make it look like the movies? The mo- no, no, surprisingly enough, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind You're of a natural. Like just no, it's just <laughs> like fluke or something. I don't know. <laughs> What happens, what I do, I just take like the still from the, the, the books or the picture and then I just rearrange the, the, the figures in the same position. And then with the camera, uh, when you put it, the camera in macro and if you don't use the flash and you just like light it using like little like Christmas lights or like mm-hmm. special lights, uh, it's amazing how the camera actually like transforms the figures into like six foot tall people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... It ju- you you just position the camera approximately as best as you can to the sa- the actual frame of the movie, mm-hmm. so your brain is kind of tricked into mm-hmm. thinking that it actually looks like the the, yeah, the film. It, it sometimes you, you it give like yeah. a deja, not a déjà vu, but uh, you go like, uh, oh, is that real or not? You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, at first know. glimpse. You yeah, you it go like sometimes you blink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Just like a couple of tricks you use uh, in your dioramas, for instance, the. Um, Emperor's Arrival, uh, which is on display in the uh, outside... Uh, At Legends, yes. Yeah, outside... Uh, you have to come down to Montreal and see that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, that was a you have to come and the make the trip to Montreal. Board, yeah. <laughs> 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 you have to come to Montreal just to see the, the Nyam Nyam's Universe uh, exposition at Legends Action Figures. <laughs> it's really amazing. Um, how many Stormtroopers did you actually use in the, um, in the Emperor's Arrival? Oh, I think we did count. And I think it's written on my site, but I don't remember offhand. I think there was a hundred and hundred and fifty or a hundred and seventy-five or something like that. I was lucky enough that uh, a friend of mine in California, uh, Tom, who was selling his uh, collection because he was getting married or something like that, <laughs> 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 he didn't want all those figures hanging around. Women are bad <laughs> for Star Wars fans. <laughs> so uh, so th- he was nice enough to like give them. Sell them to me for like a dollar twenty-five or two dollars each. I don't remember the exact price, so it was like a lot cheaper than buying it 
at the store and uh, even at the store like there it's impossible to go in anywhere and say you know pick 200 stormtroopers off That's the shelf anyway so I'd see the uh, order from the Star Wars yeah. fan club you know I'd like like the, the club like with the five stormtroopers yeah. I'd need uh, I 70 of these yeah. <laughs> well that's actually cool that they uh, you know that they're offering that it's like uh they pr- you're you're promoting, yeah. yeah. It's like Hasbro, and it's like kind of slowly realizing that uh, you know there's like a growth of dioramas being made by people, and people are really getting into that. So like, it's fun. I'm really excited to see like uh, even like uh, the figures that have been made now, but even next year and different things where mm-hmm. they're concentrating on doing accessories yeah. with the figures that could be used for Diorama. dioramas. You know, and as opposed to, because making the accessories is what's hard. Making a room is easy if it's only like a wall or doing like a, you know, uh, when you do like a hoth base or something using that chicken wire thing we were talking about. To do that is simple, but then if you have to do like the little console for like um, where they uh, have all the like the little blips and different things like that, the, the like in the the kind of glass with yeah, the all the rings, like uh, the new general is coming out yeah. with uh, at Christmas. It's like uh, it's cool for them to be doing that, you know. I'm ke- just keeping my fingers crossed that we'll soon see like a moisture evaporator, so that <laughs> I don't have to try and build one. <laughs> 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 well, w- they'll find something. I, I'm sure they will. Uh, one of your fellow diorama maker uh, from Carson Custom uh, Home Inside BB dot com. There's a couple of periods in there as well, but let's just say Carson Customs. Uh, Obi Wan Adam Wan Kenobi actually uh, wanted to know uh, what can he do to actually help you uh, prepare for something for Star Wars Celebration Three because he'd love to repeat the uh, the experience, experience oh. he had at uh, Star Wars uh, Celebration Two. Uh, do we have to come up with a petition? <laughs> no, I, well, no, I don't think so. Well, for, first of all, it's like early to know. Well, technically, we don't even know if there is a <laughs> Celebration 3. No, that we know. Which I prob- <laughs> I doubt it won't happen. Uh, Actually, Lisa Stevens from the... Oh, she confirmed official, that she there confirmed one? Okay. We, we just don't know where it's going to be. Where it's going to be? Okay. Uh, if there is one, and I know that the fan reaction was very positive for the, the workshop on the second one. Uh, there was like lineups people were like taking pictures of all the dioramas and different things like that and it was fun for me to allow some of my visitors to bring their dioramas to be seen in public also and different things like that so you know if if my work permits me to go there or even if they ask me or if it, even if it's not me if it's someone else who will organize like a, a, a diorama workshop or whatever um, I think that uh you know, I think that it probably would happen, but I'm, I I don't know. It's too early to know exactly mm-hmm. like what details or what we can do. But yeah. I don't think a petition. Yeah. Would and really you said earlier that the most difficult thing, if you go back there, is what will you do? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> another thing. That <laughs> my God, it's like we did Masaisi, which was the easy decision, and now after that, it's like, okay, what kind of, you know, there's like lots of possibilities, but then you have to kind of like try to find something that it would be easy for everyone to do and it's like you know what do you, you know maybe like a death star would be cool and then you'd have like print, printed decals available beforehand and then all you'd have to do is make your little room and then you could have a giant giant death star with like with a, a lot of room know, yeah with yeah, the, that, the that millennium falcon cool. bay and then like uh, the swing across and all of the you know the different rooms the and like garbage that, the trash compactor <laughs> so maybe that's like an idea it has to be something that has like multiple areas that each person can make a small section and then connect 
mm-hmm. everything. And that would be pretty cool too because it would fall in with episode three, which is the generating of the Death Star. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's possible also. Mm. So or we'd have to see. They've started construction somewhere, you know. Mm. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I know individual contractors on, s- on the on the second Death Star. <laughs> 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 yeah, people were like saying like maybe Bespin or Hoth or different things like that, but it's like uh, I don't know. I'd have to like kind of like do a brainstorm and ask people to send in ideas and try to see because uh, right now I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Or or like you can you c- you can actually try to convince uh, Luc- Lucasfilm and the people organizing the uh, and the and the official fan club to actually lend you the actual bigger ballroom and have. Uh, Anthony Daniels demoted to your the, the room where you used to be, <laughs> and <laughs> you know that that would that would be fun. And up there, where you have like a lot of space, you can actually come up with like Tatooine. <laughs> okay. well, I just want everyone to know that that's not my idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, Bunta Heaves Raves, that would be really cool. <laughs> so um, this is really great. Uh, dioramas are incredible. Uh, work of art and especially the one you can see right now in exposition from uh, made by the end of, of uh, Frank Di- Diario from NyamNyabsUniverse.com and um, you can actually go and see those dioramas at Legends Action Figures 7604 St. Hubert Street Montreal <laughs> Province of Quebec Canada <laughs> And a proud sponsor of Nyam Nyam's Universe and Star Wars on Direct. That's right. And you can also go take a look. You can go. You can go take a look at their website at legendsactionfigures.com. And explain what can we find find on your web on your website. Yeah. On the website. Yeah. What can we expect in the in the in the coming years? Or in the future? Yeah. Or for people who never got there. Oh, who never? Well, well, at the beginning. It was when the website started. It was for an I, you know, to share the pictures of what I did. Because before the web start started, I had made <coughs> since I started seven years ago. It I had like four years of dioramas made when I decided to do the website, and now the website's been on for three years. So uh, it cha- It evolved into wanting to be more like a community place. So I have like my a section of my dioramas, but there's also a visitor section. So mm-hmm. like if people have made dioramas or want to see what other people make have made besides me, then they can go into the visitor section. We have like 99 visitors uh, on the site at the moment. Mm-hmm. I have over 50 visitors who have sent in pictures and that I have not yet posted. Okay. So I have to. Um, Find time to I do have that. To <laughs> I have to <laughs> hurry up and uh, post those really soon because people have been like uh, asking me where those pictures are, um, and uh, the you know it's amazing what the people are are coming up with with their imagination and creativity and everything like that. Um, there's uh, making of sections where you have like step by step examples of how to recreate the dioramas, and there's even that in uh, the visitor section. Some of the visitors who we're making dioramas from the, you know, like at, since the site has been online. I sometimes like tell them, can you try and like take pictures the way I do, mm-hmm. so that the people, you know, can uh, have different yeah, angles, uh, yeah. different things like that. And then it helps also people, you know, see the different skill levels. You don't have to be like just like a, you know, on an expert level. You could be beginner or intermediate. It doesn't matter. It's just the, you know, the way that uh, you uh, 
it's you a apply place yourself yeah. and different things. I think the, w- the the biggest, you know, well, our biggest problem is always time, uh, because time finding time to do it is what you know everyone complains about, including me. And but uh, some people, you know, like they they put themselves down because they think oh I can't do that as good as you or mm-hmm. whatever and it's like the people they can do it they just have to put the time into it you know if I took something seven months to do you can't spend like one day and then say like oh it doesn't look like the diorama if you take the time to do it I'm sure like mm-hmm. you know the people have the talent they just have to put the time in it will look, it will look it, close yeah. enough at least you know what I mean yeah. if I can build a lightsaber in a lightsaber in three days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's better than Luke actually. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in the future, what can we expect? Alive with uh, Frank uh, from his. Uh, uh, yes, I did buy a camera, and someone suggested. Well, I've I've had a couple of suggestions after like uh, seeing the cameras on uh, hyperspace about that it would be fun for people to be able to click and see me actually build dioramas so that they'd be able to see the evolution during the day of where it's, you know, where it's gone. So uh, that will. Uh, come out soon, hopefully, if I figure out how to technically do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then there's also, I want to s- try and stress uh, interactivity this year, which I, I have an idea f- that I've had for like about a year and a half. I'm just trying to find someone who like uh, can help me with the flash programming and things like that mm-hmm. in order to get it to work. And I think that's going to be a section that people will have like a lot, a lot of fun with. Um, and then um, let's see what else Um, more dioramas that's for sure (laughs) I want to try and get it you know as many as I can done and after that I don't know I'll have you wanted uh, to make some kind of chat from time to time live chat oh well yeah well there's the chat room in uh, on my site that I used to like spend a lot more time in that I haven't had that much time lately but uh, yeah I'm going to try and uh, get at least you know uh, like a regular monthly visit or something like maybe like uh, the first Wednesday of each month or something like that where people could like send in questions or come and say hello and stuff like that but uh, sometimes uh, before bed I just like pop in there anyway Mm-hmm. So like people just can hit the Nyeb chat icon and then like uh, come and see if uh, I'm online or not and say hello and different things like that. So yeah, uh, what would you say to young people that want to start doing dioramas but they don't know where to start? <laughs> okay, the f- the I guess the first thing I could say is that. Um, if you're under 13, <laughs> ask your parents before using the X-Acto yeah, knife. Before <laughs> cutting the phone call, yes. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, I don't know. I think uh, the, uh, what I can do is give a warning to people is that once you make one diorama, <laughs> you will never stop. It's, <laughs> a, it's addictive. <laughs> and uh, you will make another and another and another. Um, I No, I think for like young kids, it's like uh, just, uh, you know... Look at uh, you know the different pictures. Almost every site now has diorama sections, which is cool to see because you really see like how people are really get getting into it and everything. And um, you know, just try and use your imagination, and then uh, use the the tools and things that you have at home, and try to like uh, anything is like more fun to put your figures on that you create yourself than just placing it on like a piece of white shelf, mm-hmm. you know. So. Uh, it's like don't be scared to try and then know that the first one that you make 
you might think is like just like so so looking and then mm -hmm. the next one you know that you'll improve and then the next one and then a year after you'll be looking at your first one and can't believe you know like how much yeah. that you've evolved and all that and like I look back at the early ones that I made and it's like I've done phase two versions and phase three versions and there's like uh, god I, I have like 20 years still of things to change all the early ones <laughs> 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 it's scary to think about but there's still a couple of lights missing here and there <laughs> <laughs> yeah lights really Im improve the dioramas and with Christmas coming and the holidays and stuff now is like the perfect time to go to like the Walmarts or different places and uh, especially if, if you want to like just try and save a bit more money you can even wait for Boxing Day and then you buy like 20 sets or 20 boxes of those little like Christmas miniature lights there mm -hmm. and uh, that's the perfect scale that you can like plug in onto the set and it doesn't cause the foam core to catch on fire and it's like enough light so that it you know gives like a a really cool look to the to the dioramas and things like that. So. Just a question that popped into my head: hmm? uh, What's your stance on um, optic fiber? Oh, that, well, that's cool, but uh, it costs about five dollars a meter Canadian a meter dollars. To do it? Yeah. Well, so that's two fifty American about. So. Uh, uh, talking uh, on uh, on the lazy side, I'd say that it's uh, too complicated to do. <laughs> 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 it it's a like lot of wiring. Draw <laughs> and draw, you know, put all little pins and all the little things. But I'm sure they would give like a really amazing, amazing look. You know, to do it like uh, it would look like it would add a professional level that you wouldn't have with Christmas lights. So it it just depends on how much time that you'd want to put into. Yeah, put into that. The, the but that would work amazing for like a star field or something like in s if you do like the bridge of the Excelsior or oh something yeah. like that and then you have the bounty hunters and then you put the actual fiber optics uh, Exit behind it. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I'll that. let this one slip. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was holy distracted. Holy rule. <laughs> holy rule. Never put Star Wars and Star Trek in the same phrase. <laughs> oh no, I just did. You're <laughs> dead. <laughs> oh, that's right. I said I said Excelsior, didn't I? Yes. Okay, that was the <laughs> You meant Executor, okay. but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> but it could really be a good idea for Starfields and stuff yeah. like that, of course. So we encourage everybody to actually go and visit the uh, Nyam Nyam's Universe website. If you have a little trouble writing down the URL, you can drop by legendsactionfigures.com and just click on the link to Nyam Nyam's Universe. And our website, when it will be online? Yes. <laughs> because it was But at there. this time people will be listening to us. Yes. <laughs> but when they, they look at the archives, oh, there's there the you link. Go. Yeah. A little Ewok link. So uh right now we're gonna go to a little musical break. Thanks a lot for Thank oh, you very much very much Thanks for coming, Frank. You can, listening. you can come back anytime to uh yeah, to you do know, a you chat with your, your You wanna do like live chats? We're gonna be doing like live yeah, shows when with when you. When you get the server working, okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh, Dioramas with uh with, with Little uh, segment of dioramas with uh, mm -hmm. with Frank. Okay. Tip, and, and tip of the month. Call me when you figure out how to make a 24-hour day into 48 hours. Yeah. Then I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll be happy. still working on that. Got <laughs> <laughs> to put some kind of hyperspace engine on the Earth to slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call Superman. <laughs> So we are going to be listening to a little tune by U2, Where the Streets Have No Name, and uh, we will be right back right after this actual uh, tune, and we're going to be back with Wookie Mart 
for the Star Wars Galaxy segment. Oh yeah.
Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Cyclan.net, c'est les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars, plusieurs dossiers sur la saga, des événements et rencontres entre fans, un énorme forum de discussion, une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars incluant une ligne ouverte en direct, plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe, et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.cyclan.net. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct. Uh, we are with uh, Wookie Mart. Hi. How there? How you doing? Um, <laughs> How hot. you doing? Um, <laughs> I'm a hot Wookie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're going to be telling us a little bit about what's happening in uh, Star Wars Galaxies. It's been a while since we actually had a segment on Star Wars Galaxies. And it's the first Star Wars Galaxies segment in English, actually. Yeah. Uh, ever since the show started. Oh, wow. Well, I'm honored. You can be. You can be. So uh, we're going to be uh, talking about what's happening with uh, the Star Wars Galaxies universe since uh, it came out. S ever since it came out. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, obviously, to anyone who's playing the game, it's no surprise that the game is a huge success. Uh, to throw in a few numbers, uh, I think on the second month. Uh, after the release, they already had 275,000 registered players. Uh, I think that's saying something. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, uh, the team, the design team behind it, has designed a lot of games of that style. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I'm not very familiar with other uh, more uh, RPG. multiplayer mm -hmm. online role-playing games. Uh, other than the galaxy, massive, massive, massively online. Massive M M O R P G. M M O R P G. Yeah. Massive multiplayer online role playing game. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's pretty cool. Uh, the thing is, um, I think they're ranked second best game of that type after EverQuest. I think was the game that started it all, mm -hmm. uh, or was one of the first big ones. Um, I'm not going to go into any technical details about what's coming up and stuff. What I What I will tell you, though, is that the environment is very fun to play in. Uh, why is it fun? Because um, they've basically created a multi-layered environment where you can do relatively anything. And uh, players are doing things that designers never even imagined. Uh, mm -hmm. They're using items and renaming them so they fit in to be other things. Uh, I've seen things like a dro uh, the standard droid detector that we see in uh, the cantina, mm -hmm. which is used to detect droids and keep them out uh, outside of certain buildings, mm -hmm. uh, they pretty much function the same way in the galaxy's universe. The thing is, when you craft an item, you can name it. 
And the funny thing about this is that I've seen people use those, use those and rename them to the appropriate, uh, to something more appropriate to their situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, this case in particular, we had uh, a character who created a bar inside his building, <laughs> and he used the droid detector and named it the ice machine because <laughs> when you look at it, it actually does look like an ice cooler right next <laughs> to a store. You know, you see them sometimes outside mm -hmm. a, of a store. And that's some things that designers never actually foresaw mm -hmm. happening, and it's happening all over the place. People just renaming stuff, having fun, uh, creating their own environment with the material, the raw materials that are there. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, mainly uh, the the galaxy's play environment divides itself into mainly two types of players. You have the uh, what is commonly called the power players, mm -hmm. or the people who try to push the character as far as they can, as fast as they can, without necessarily um, staying within the parameters of the game. Like if there is a problem, a design problem, or a, what they call a bug, or a, something like that, they will sometimes abuse it to their own advantages. Mm -hmm. Now, what that creates some grief for other players, the other category of players, mm -hmm. which are the environment players or the role players, since it is, after all, at the a role playing game. a role-playing game. So, But um, they've created a, a, a wide enough environment that those two types of players can actually move around quite effectively with, uh, with enough elbow room not to play on the other guy's terrain. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're in the city and you see some power players come in, you can just as easily, you know, wander out of the city and uh, go about your business and le let the other power players do their thing. Uh, obviously, there will be some players who could target a bit more, uh, since it is an interactive society. Uh, I find that the role-playing aspect can permit you to reach uh, levels uh, of uh, performance F in a different aspect you can reach those same levels of performance the power players can mm -hmm. but through role playing uh, because then you by role playing you get a lot of support from the other role players from the community the mm -hmm. community stands together and sometimes the power players are at a disadvantage because when the community takes a stand against the power players then it gets uh, the power players sort of get the message and, you know, they pack up and go elsewhere. They, uh, we basically kick the bully out, <laughs> is what we yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> now, that said, uh, when when you're in an environment uh, of role-playing, it creates really intensive uh, experiences. We, uh, we've yeah, seen some events. It's gone from mm -hmm. beach parties to uh, weddings, because the mm -hmm. game actually lets you wed another yeah. character. That's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm for those people who are interested in that. Um, it also uh, permits... <coughs> sorry? No problem. It also per uh, we've actually suffered uh, a loss within uh, the community uh, in which I play. We've suffered a big-time loss because one of the players decided that her character had reached a turning point and she decided to kill her character off. Uh, now, what happened was really dramatic because we only got a generic email from her, but saying that she had been captured by Jabba, and because her her job was to be an entertainer, she was a dancer, 
and she had been captured by Jawas, sold off to Jabba, and uh, since she was a bit of a feisty character and not really cooperative within Jabba's court, Jabba decided to feed her to the Rancor or something. <laughs> so basically, uh, her he character... He slacked her off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She, she was laid off, basically. Now, the sad part is we are left without a key character in our community, so we have to uh, role-play through that. And I will admit that my character and myself have been affected by this. Sometimes we get a bit... We lose track of what's Emotional? real and what's not. <laughs> we, we lose track of which life is the real one and mm -hmm. which one is the fantasy one. Um, because the, the, the intensity of the role-playing can be mm -hmm. really nice in the game. But you, you were telling us when we came back from the restaurant all the adventure you were having and it was probably more fun than your own real life actually yes <laughs> uh, sometimes you find that uh, sometimes I find myself having more fun at uh, like I mentioned the beach party mm -hmm. uh, it was I hadn't had a beach party like that since I was in college and the funny thing about this beach party is I came home went to sleep and the next day I didn't have a hangover yeah. <laughs> that was the great part you know <laughs> My character might, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor little dancer. <laughs> the, um, as far as uh, uh, experiences go, they are uh, many. And uh, the developers are um, have created an environment that is truly flexible for that, as I said earlier. The um, And it seems that it's going to be really... Uh, well, there's, there has been some criticism as to the fact that Galaxy sometimes doesn't really feel Star Wars enough. Mm -hmm. Now... Uh, the space is missing, maybe? Well, there's a space expansion missing, mm -hmm. and obviously uh, space is a big part of Star Wars. So when that comes out, I think we're going to get a whole new uh, influx of uh, players that are going to be really interested in that particular aspect. And I think, it again, it will be possible for players to interact in both... Um, Uh, scales uh, f with a fluid momentum without having to bother too much with playing both ground and space mm -hmm. uh, environments. Like somebody who wants to really have fun in his uh, space, he wants to build a cargo hauler and have fun hauling cargo. I think they, w uh, from what I've seen in the base game, could be really interesting. They will have they will have put together put forth yeah. some systems really interesting for that. Right mm -hmm. now, you can go. They have what they uh, is called theme parks. And one of those theme parks is actually Jabba's Palace. So you can go to Jabba's Palace, knock at the door, get a rude answer, obviously, <laughs> and uh, you uh, you can start working for the guys up front. You won't make it to Jabba's throne room right off the bat mm -hmm. because you basically have to earn confidence uh, trust confidence yeah. points. That's a good way of uh, putting it. And the more you work for them, the more they trust you and the more they give you interesting jobs. Obviously, fools. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we all know a deal's a deal is a deal until I somebody loses a hand or something else. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I mean, smugglers will be smugglers, and crime lords <laughs> definitely have a uh, a big choice for smugglers. Now, as far as um, the space aspect of it goes. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to keep developing in that area as well. Like Jabba's business, ground business, will obviously expand to the space environment. You're going to have smugglers uh, all in spies so and... People who, uh, so people, uh, people who are actually working right now for Jabba are basically uh, preparing. Uh, they must be preparing with forethought 
to that. Uh, I haven't particularly been to Jabba's Palace. Yeah. I've seen it from other players' screenshots, and mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting. It's really well laid out. Being that kind of a character, I would save up to buy a ship first <laughs> and have the confiden confidence of Jabba. Yeah, obviously. Right there. Now, the problem with the space expansion, I feel, is probably going to be the fact that we're going to have to wait for the uh, spaceship crafters to come out. Although I think it would be an interesting aspect for those uh, who, uh, for that expansion, to have a starting, when you start a character with that expansion, it would be interesting to be able to uh, start off with some lousy space hauler, you know, that you can upgrade as you go along. Mm -hmm. Just like we did with the base set. We started with very ordinary weapons, but uh, they were the base, the, the, mm -hmm. the basic needs to be able to ev uh, evolve within the game. But giving up a, a spaceship is, is li a little big, uh, don't you think, <laughs> right, at, right at, the, at the start? Because it, it, could, it, yeah. it permits you to move between planets it right could, away. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're going to they're gonna want to develop that mm -hmm. but there must at some point. Yeah, but I, don't know, I really don't yeah. have a clue where they're yeah. going to go. Uh, but probably that. that character that wants to pilot a spaceship will have to earn their skills. Obviously, uh, obviously, you, you he will start as a novice pilot, and I think in Star Wars the most unglorified job you can get in any space environment is just to be a cargo hauler. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're pushing buttons; it's on the automatic. You just yeah. make sure everything works fine. You know, so it's probably going to be the most boring job ever. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe <you know>. the <laughs> Imperial <laughs> will arrest you uh, from for er inspection from time to time. Obviously, yeah. that's probably certain. <laughs> Especially if some Imperial Guild decides to start uh, establishing patrol lines and yeah. inspecting everybody, it's going to be really interesting maybe as far the as uh, bluffing the Imperials. Yeah, maybe there will be more Imperial characters when the space expansion come out because, because of the Imperial Navy and everything. Yes, yes. well you bring, in, uh, you bring a good subject at this point because right now as the population stands out of the 275,000 uh, players, uh, registered players go, Uh, once you're in the game, you can choose to either become rebel or imperial, or simply remain neutral as far as action, uh, as far as factions go. Uh, you earn factions po faction points by working for uh, a recruiter. Mm -hmm. There are some based around uh, some cities, um, and uh, you basically do some work. You ask the recruiter for work. He gives you a waypoint. You go there. You do the job. You come back. You earn faction points uh, towards. Uh, that faction, that yeah. faction, obviously. Uh, right now, as it stands, rumors are that there is about a ratio of three rebels for one imperial. So yeah, that's not. <laughs> that's pretty much. That's unrealistic as far as the timeline goes. Yeah. Because the games is set in the timeline uh, right after the Battle of Yavin. Uh, the Death Star has been destroyed. Alderaan is blown to bits. Everything we know happens in the, the New Hope, uh, basically. So we're between New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. The rebels, the rebels have been ousted from Yavin 4, mm -hmm. and Yavin 4 right now is under Imperial control. There are rumors of an Im well, obviously at that point we didn't know that the Masasi temples were um, Jedi temples, mm -hmm. old force, uh, a very force-sensitive focal point. Uh, so that might uh, a lot of people are talking about that place being 
um, an interesting place to uh, find clues as to how to unlock the ever elusive uh, force sensitive slot yeah. within every every player's uh, mm -hmm. account. So that's one of the things that is being talked about a lot because after four months of play now, we've a lot of people have reached their maximum as far as skills go. Mm -hmm. Because when you create a character, you're allowed 250 points of skill to assign pretty much anywhere you want. Uh, there's a rather complicated skill tree that I won't mm -hmm. go into on the radio. Mm -hmm. But uh, if people are interested, there's more than enough uh, information about that on the Star the Wars website, Galaxies yeah. website. And there is a slew of fan sites uh, highly detailed on those things. So I would invite uh, anybody... Well, most people who are interested probably already know about those, but I would invite the people to go see that uh, for more information about technical aspects. <coughs> the uh, sorry about that. The uh, I was talking about the uh, things that are talked about a lot. There's the force-sensitive slot. Mm -hmm. Another thing that's coming up and people are really excited about, and I think it's the uh, first order of basis uh, of business for the developers for the next big update, which is to come around in a month or two, I think, I'm not certain, is the creature mounts. Because one of the most popular uh, careers you can choose in the game right now is a creature handler. Because it is one of the most powerful, since you can basically tame, at a high level creature handler can tame rancors. <laughs> okay. And sick of them on his enemies. So mm -hmm. that, uh, you, we've all seen rancors. We've all seen what they do. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, taking a bite out of life. <laughs> uh, however, some of the creatures we find in the galaxy's universe will be uh, eligible to become cre uh, mounts. So we'll be able to use them to uh, travel cover from city. Yeah. We'll be able to cover terrain uh, more efficiently because right now. Let's just say we're all marathon men in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the game. We mm -hmm. run a lot. <laughs> the, the, do characters in Star Wars Galaxy get tired of running? Or yes, you yes? do. Okay. Uh, there is a function called the burst run. So in in a, but those you keep for uh, when you're stuck escaping. When you're stuck between a rock and a rancor, <laughs> 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 you hit the burst run and then you go because uh, being tired. And something turns up, and you hit the burst run, and uh, the You're ever screwed. so annoying words on your screen appear. You are too tired to burst run. And it's like, oh my god, we're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it happens quite a few times in galaxies. Mm -hmm. But there is a the system is very interesting because you're not penalized for dying in the game. Mm -hmm. The developers are aware that uh, with these games that rely on bandwidth and internet connection and stuff like that uh, they didn't they decided not to give penalties for dying uh, like losing experience or uh, um, suffering uh, irreparable damage or losing your equipment or stuff like mm -hmm. that right now this uh, we're pretty safe for that there are t there is talk about an insurance system where you could insure your your equipment yeah. However, uh, with the economical s system established as it is, they can't really find a, a good price tag for insurance. Mm -hmm. So it's it's difficult to uh, establish a good system that will fit most uh, most players. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can't please everybody, but I think they're working hard on that. Um, as far as developing the environment of Star Wars, some people have criticized the game for... 
uh, not feeling Star Wars enough. And um, obviously, like like we said earlier, the space expansion will probably promote uh, help bring that up, up to the front. However, what they're doing is they've uh, created the monthly event scenarios. What happens is, uh, uh, as any true Star Wars story arc goes, there will there's always three chapters. Uh, each uh, each month is a chapter of a story arc, mm -hmm. and every three months we finish a story arc. Now, this first story arc is about the cries of Alderaan. Uh, what happens with the cries of Alderaan is basically um, the, there's an imperial project being developed, and it's all about espionage and counter-espionage. Uh, it's a really interesting aspect. Now, as I said earlier, the three-to-one ratio of uh, players kind of... Um, Lobsides the results mm -hmm. of those uh, of those scenarios because the way it works is every player can complete the scenario has a month to complete the scenario and when he does his completion of the scenario goes into a ballot box and at the end of the month uh, they tally up the total and see how many rebels versus how many imperials uh, completed the scenario mm -hmm. and that pretty much makes the story evolve. Okay. Uh, they have two, two possible outcomes mm -hmm. at the end of every month. And say more Imperials completed than the Rebels, then the outcome will be in the favor of the Imperial side, or vice versa, mm -hmm. according to how many players complete the scenario. Mm -hmm. but, but again, the 3 to 1 ratio yeah. kind of throws that off. They will have to make the, the Rebel mission more difficult. Probably. probably. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. Which is interesting, because the setting is actually... Uh, well, actually, right now, what they've done is that stormtroopers are like uh, in the game are like we've never seen them before in the Star Wars in any Star Wars universe. They are performant, <laughs> they are well armed, and they uh, they have life points like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> they uh, you can put them down, but you have to be careful about it. About it, you just because they're dressed in white and a bunch of clones doesn't mean they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> not like in the movies. No, well, I'm not saying they're stupid yeah. in the movies, but I guess our heroes in the movies aimed a whole lot better than we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, aside from that, you uh, you were speaking ab about the story. Uh, yeah. uh, this month, uh, the well, second part. Yes. Well, uh, as I said, the uh, well, the Act One completed at the end of September. Uh, the Rebels obviously won that one. So I wonder how the Imperials are going to turn out. Are the Rebels going to sit back on their laurels, thinking, "Man, eh, we're three to one. We'll, we don't need to complete it." Are they going to be casual about it, or are they going to? You know, tighten up mm -hmm. as a community and really uh, keep it tight. Who knows? Um, the Act Two has started. I'm, I personally, I'm well underway in the uh, event. Although uh, the last part, I am told, is quite difficult. Mm -hmm. We run into a storm. We have something like six or seven stormtroopers to put down. So going in alone might not be a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, there was a. I don't think it's a controversy, but at at the launch of Star Wars Galaxy Wookiees could speak basic in the little window is that true? Uh, Wookiees could speak basic well actually I don't think so No, I, I doubt that because I, I was fortunate enough mm -hmm. to do a little playing on the beta and even within beta testing uh, Wookiees could not learn any other couldn't speak any other lang uh, language than Shri Wookiee okay. Uh, however, they could learn to understand yeah. other languages. Okay. Uh, 
that's a pretty interesting aspect of the game, which was, I mean, the idea behind that concept is very interesting, but the fact is that after about three weeks of play, everybody had taught each other how to speak the other guy's language, mm -hmm. so there was no, no use for it anymore. Yeah. Because the minute a new player came into a group, he was bombarded by teaching lessons for languages and stuff, and in five minutes he was a universal translator. Yeah. So it just you know they should modify that uh, well, uh, this aspect or make it more difficult. Make it learn. difficult, I doubt. However, uh, what can uh, I, I think at that point it's up to the players to have fun because the game is highly flexible. And personally, I've actually thought of a way to uh, speak. Uh, my character is Rodian, mm -hmm. so I figured out a way that I could speak in Rodian while still making the target of my dialogue uh, understand mm -hmm. what I mean to say. Uh, basically uh, sending him a message, a private message that would tell him the text I'm saying while still having a general chat text appear that sounded Rodian. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So you're sort of, if you want to really have the role-playing experience and make sure that nobody else understands you, then that's a really cool aspect. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's time-consuming, and sometimes in the game, you might want. Uh, <laughs> when all hell breaks loose in the game, you you have to have your wits about you. <laughs> 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 nah. Well, actually, that brings me to another aspect. The main uh, key behind this game and these games is that you have two terms that are used in these role-playing games. You have the PvP and the mm -hmm. PVE. PvP is player versus player, mm -hmm. and the PVE is player versus environment. environment. Now this again... So, it's like, you go against a tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah. And actually, when you... Uh, I remember... And hope that no developer will actually think of having the tree react like the ants in Lord of the Ring. Yeah, well, some creatures are uh, so big that you feel like, when you're next to their legs, you feel like you have four tree trunks around you. So that okay. can be pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> the scale of some of these creatures are quite scary. <laughs> yep. And uh, and uh, people have a tendency to name their creatures tiny. <laughs> <laughs> and you were saying about PvP? Yeah, the PvP. Well, actually, that those two designs are made to please the two types of players I talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. The PvP uh, is obviously for the power players who like to... Uh, shoot and fight. And shoot and fight. Well, everybody pretty much shoots yeah. and fight in the game. Uh, <laughs> the thing is... Because it's Star Wars, act, uh, after all. We're mm -hmm. not throwing flowers here, folks. <laughs> um, Back to grenade. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the PvP environment is obviously uh, designed to be able to show off your, uh, your uh, adequacy at the game and skill. And it's, it's a really fun environment. And it makes... It, it lets the players take control of the uh, Galactic Civil War, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, they, when a bunch of Imperials decide to go raid a rebel city, uh, it creates pretty interesting uh, situations where the because you'll never know when a raid comes in, mm -hmm. since it's the players generating it. No, uh, there's no warning sign, mm -hmm. so you turn around and poof, a bunch of Imperials uh, drop in the city and start shooting everybody. So uh, it, uh, you have to uh, wake up, start calling your friends uh, within the game. Um, and the rebels have to react to make sure that to push back the imperial onslaught. Uh, again, the ratio is uh, again the ratio is thrown off. So mm. 
it's uh, a little weird right now. And the f there, uh, there's a funny aspect to it. I don't know if it's... I guess that uh, some people are uh, imbued with the dark side. Uh, some people who feel that they're imbued in the dark side <laughs> within the game uh, think that they're unstoppable, and they usually come in in, no in low numbers mm -hmm. uh, as far as Imperials go. They come in thinking the dark side is with me and I will rule, uh, I will put this city under my control. And uh, This is an Imperial regime. Yes. Uh, however, the community mm. players uh, who stick together and work as a team, those people uh, have an edge obviously mm -hmm. within the game and when one lone imperial comes in thinking he's going to set the rules he sort of gets a bad surprise because <laughs> <laughs> he uh, most most of them uh, realize quickly that an organized troop is very efficient uh, very lethal i've seen some groups very organized uh, the scariest thing i've seen was a raiding party of about 50 rebels Oh my god. Hitting an Imperial camp just outside Bestein. That was a sight. <laughs> <laughs> and you were saying that they, half of them had creatures? Obviously. And we're talking, I'm, I'm talking about 50 players here, and most of them had creatures, obviously, since it's one of the most efficient uh, professions in the game right mm -hmm. now. A lot of people have gone in the way of, a cre of the creature handler. Mm hmm. So you see a lot of uh, nasty little things up there. <laughs> <laughs> the front line are are all beast, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and yeah, after yeah. that, uh, mm. oh, you feel more like beastmaster <laughs> than uh, a rebel commander sometimes. <laughs> I've actually got two banthas, and I can't wait for the mount expansion to come, uh, mm -hmm. mount a mount update to come out because I want to. Write them. <laughs> I want to take a ride on my banthas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now PVE. What? The PVE. Now, yeah. this is where the developers have created theme parks. Uh, like I talked about mm -hmm. the Jabba's Palace yeah. one earlier on. There is There are three rebel locations uh, located around the galaxy. Uh, where And you have to go through them in, in, uh, in successive order. The first one, you will encounter C-3PO and R2-D2, Wedge, uh, and Leia. Mm -hmm. They've set up a base somewhere on Corellia, and uh, basically you can go and meet them, if you're a rebel, obviously, because an Imperial won't be so welcomed <laughs> around that base. Um, however, I remember the first time I made it to the base, and there must have been an Imperial raiding party because the base was smoldering. Uh, <laughs> some turrets had been damaged, and I was wondering what had happened. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, never really got an answer as to what did actually happen. So I think some Imperials figured, "Hey, let's go, let's go try and knock some sense into those rebels. <laughs> let's like kidnap Leia." Yeah, yeah. well, obviously <laughs> they didn't succeed. <laughs> the uh, uh, there are also a bunch of other theme parks. Once you complete that theme park, that opens up a doorway to go to another theme park, okay. uh, where I think you will meet up with Han Solo and Chewbacca. Which is pretty cool. They're hidden up in a cantina somewhere on Locke, which is a distant planet. I I know Locke. A pirate planet. Yeah, it's a pirate planet. It's a very um, unfriendly place, mm -hmm. I should say. Um, like Obi Wan said, uh, when coming to Mos Eisley, uh, some kind of uh, Ivan villainly. Uh, yeah, yeah, scum and villainy uh, galore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> The uh, and that leads to another place, um, which I can't remember. Uh, I think it lets you go back to Yavin 4 and meet up with Luke, oh who okay. has remained behind in the Masasi Temple. I'm extrapolating at this point, but I'm thinking he might be looking for Jedi stuff. Okay. Uh, I Possibility. 
I haven't been there, but when you figure because the when you know a little bit about the expanded universe, you mm -hmm. sort of start understanding what they've done. I've actually run into. Um, Darth Vader? <laughs> no, obviously Darth Vader <laughs> is there, but uh, Fixer. Oh, Fixer. Fixer uh, you a can friend go of Luke, yeah. You can go to Anchorhead and have a chat with Fixer and ask him, uh, did you really know Luke Skywalker and stuff like that? And you get a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah, he screwed me in the, <laughs> 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 in the race, yeah. Um, All kind of... Mission with the environment. Oh, yeah. missions galore! You can. But do pretty much the anything. game was designed for PVE, I, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, actually, yes, PVE obviously because PVP develops itself on its own. Mm -hmm. It depends on what, uh, what the player decides decide to yeah. do. And that was their main campaign, their main publicity campaign when they came, when they put the game out. I remember their uh, saying, uh, "Prepare to live the greatest saga ever told." Yours, obviously. And I, I felt that was an interesting uh, publicity campaign. The, the hook was really mm -hmm. interesting um, to get people uh, playing this game. Right now, as the um, as the game is, a lot of people, as I was saying saying earlier, a lot of people have reached their um, maximum points allowed. So there is a sort of um, slump, no. A slump or a slowing down of sorts mm -hmm. uh, within the environment. You don't see as many players as often as you did. Uh, however, there is a new wave of uh, players. It might be the same players creating new characters. Okay. I don't really know, but we are seeing new faces within our uh, our environment. So it's uh, it's constructive because we were worried at some point that if the influx of player didn't uh, keep coming in, there would be a problem since there is an apprenticeship system where uh, if you want to become a master, you have to be able to teach to other people. So in order to okay. become a master combat medic, you, have, you must have taught <laughs> some pe uh, other people to do things, and that, acquires, uh, that lets you acquire XP. Mm -hmm. and so for a better result, you have to throw the bag the grenade right on the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, you, you, the Bacta Grenade, they don't really call it the Bacta Grenade. They call them ranged Stimpaks okay. in the game. But it's really fun uh, for the combat medic. It's a really interesting support character uh, that not many players have explored. Um, the, the combat medic obviously is not a frontline character. Uh, you have to be able to sit back and uh, keep your wits about you to make sure that everybody within your group is attended. Is, mm -hmm. um, taken care of. Now obviously one combat medic taking care of eight other players, the ratio might not be so good. You want to keep it down to three or four uh, as far as combat medics go. So mm -hmm. you're able to pay attention to what's happening while still covering your uh, butt. <laughs> 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 obviously. Well, that was a very interesting. Well, uh, <laughs> obviously it's not uh, the game really has its own has taken on a life of its own um, because so many players actually want to role play and I find that as long as we're going to have enough role players mm -hmm. and environment players it's going to be very interesting I am starting to play the PvP environment uh, obviously uh, having not put as much time against the uh, other players as most of them have mm -hmm. um, I'm at a disadvantage but since I, I am playing a combat medic which is a, ba a second place role 
that lets me more uh, study the environment a bit more and you sort of learn through your mistakes and stuff and that's the fun part about the game it lets you make mistakes and you don't have to pay a horrendous price for them mm -hmm. so that's pretty fun you don't yeah. have to uh, think if oh, you well, have cloned your character yes there you go well yeah. the funny thing is that a high level character the only thing a high level character has is more uh, uh, interesting moves to pull mm -hmm. and special actions that he can do but he doesn't get any more life points like in any other game so basically if you started out with 800 life points and your master uh, bounty hunter you still have your 800 life points you've probably got a really interesting battle armor mm -hmm. that lets you sustain some damage you can make escape moves more uh, easily and yes well yeah. obviously you have skill modifiers yeah. that let you dodge a bit better yeah. uh, necessarily um, but aside from that your life points if are you the get same hit, you so get if hit. you get hit you'll bleed <laughs> <laughs> mommy <laughs> kissy kissy boo boo <laughs> Aww. Aww. that was so cute <laughs> I don't think I'd do it in the case of a wookie but whatever <laughs> oofery <laughs> so can we expect you to come back and tell us a little bit about, a little more about uh, what your playing player is going through and uh, <laughs> what your <laughs> history. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously it's uh, it could become well. Actually, that's a cool thing. You bring in an interesting subject because some players have had fun with taking screenshots of the game and basically um, putting a photo drama on their personal web page. Uh, you can log on to some fan sites and encounter some really interesting. Uh, photo dramas, they basically add text in bubbles and ha uh, recount in very interesting stories. Sometimes mm -hmm. they have nothing to do with the Star Wars Galaxies universe. They just have fun with the tool. It's, uh, it's, it's basically a tool. It's not just a game. It's a tool mm -hmm. that lets you create your own <laughs> sort of weird definition of Star Wars. I just got an idea. You came here and you begin your story and we prepare some music and sound effect. And, <laughs> <laughs> and when you, you tell your story, we, we uh, highlight you some there with you some go. sound. We, we, we Star Wars <laughs> Galaxy's radio drama. <laughs> oh, there you go. Now there's an interesting aspect. <laughs> I'm sure it's possible. We might be uh, we might be brainstorming something that will turn into a really interesting aspect in a, aspect in a few years. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Uh, the game is very promising. Uh, I find the game is very, very promising. And uh, like I said, uh, as long as people keep working hard mm -hmm. at it, and the developers seem very dedicated to the game, so that's an interest. That's uh, very securing as mm -hmm. far as problems go. We haven't encountered. Whenever we encounter a big problem in the game, it's usually fixed within one or two weeks. Sometimes a month, uh, according to the mm -hmm. difficulty level of the problem. But usually they try very hard to make everybody happy. That's cool. Oh. Really cool. So, uh, I've actually been talking uh, for a little while about the fact that we're looking for someone who's doing the major uh, convention circuits. And uh, while you were talking about Star Wars Galaxies, uh, I was... Uh That's what, what you were doing. What? That's what you were no, doing. No, I was just chatting with Adam Wynn Kenobi, okay. and uh, he actually he's been to uh, the Chicago WorldCon mm -hmm. uh, kind of thingy there, and uh, he actually brought something really cool to my attention. Which was 
Shannon Basket got married and she's she now has a kid. <laughs> I knew she that. She changed her name. I didn't know about it. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I know uh, McReynolds or more what? more gals or something like that. <laughs> Not too sure about the exact uh, <laughs> the the actual picture like shows it a little mm -hmm. bit. But uh, yeah, interesting news from the convention centers and uh but it's 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 been a while that she she got married yeah well she has a kid so she probably got married beforehand yeah let's say that we're catholically correct <laughs> here <laughs> you know what would be what would be interesting within the um, convention communities is for players of the role playing game online to actually organize oh get togethers at the conventions. <laughs> now, obviously, some people would be in shock. But <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy's Guild Room Parties. This is gonna be hell, people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would prove very interesting. But the number the of the pillow fights we've yeah. had in our guild hall. <laughs> <laughs> but there has, has been some kind of a raid at, uh, at the E3, I think. Uh, some of the five were first. Or they, they got... Kidnap. Uh, yeah. Well, basically, uh, the way it happened is we had the uh, not we, but uh, the game developers, some of the uh, publicity team for Star Wars Galaxies mm -hmm. were at E3, and the 501st came in, basically captured Kevin O'Hara and yeah. his crew, put took them to an interrogation chamber and sat down at the tables and started playing Galaxy. <laughs> 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 I remember seeing some interesting pictures of, of that on the internet. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't remember where. I think it was on the official site. They had fun posting those pictures. Yeah, That's cool. And exactly. uh, you were asking uh, Frank earlier on about what kind of dioramas he could make. Well, again, I, uh, the Galaxy's environment can create... Uh, they've done a really nice work of creating, creating beautiful environments. And I think recreating those in dioramas would be a very interesting thing. It will, it it will. B when the movies are over after 2005, yep. this game w will be the continuity of of Probably movies. Yes. Fandom. Probably <laughs> yes. Well, you know they've opened up a pretty big door here because they can go pretty much anywhere they want. Mm. Now, right now they're in within a story arc that uh, that is within the classic to yeah. the classic trilogy, yeah. but nothing can nothing stops them from going back to the old republic or stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, it's an expanded universe. They can go pretty much anywhere they want. Yeah. What's next? Virtual uh Oh my god. <laughs> virtual Please goggles no. of yeah. Star Wars Gags. Oh go. my. The minute we get the jack in to the rea virtual reality Sorry, folks. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. We're all gonna we're go we're all gonna got die like because of because we didn't feed ourselves yeah. at the at the keyboards of our computer. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, upcoming events. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is South of the Border. It's the Atlanta Collector Con in Atlanta, Georgia, October 18th through 19th. Star Wars guests will include Gerald Holm, who was Squidhead and Calamari Officer. Mercedes and Go will be Rystal, Mike Quinn, Nim Nam. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Baxa, Mac Randall. Uh, there you go. Mac Randall. Mac uh, Randall. I said Mac Randall. And it, yeah. it was not far away. Who will be Mara Jade. Uh, Michael Sheard, will, who's am, who was Admiral Ozzel. And Joe Car Caroni was a Star Wars artist. Uh, the hours of this convention are from 9 to 6 p.m. on Saturday and 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sundays. Adults admission is $8 and children 12 and under $4. For more information, you can visit their website at www.collectorcon.com. 
Hey, that's a pretty easy uh, website to remember. <laughs> cool. <laughs> CollectorCon. CollectorCon.com. It's, it's, it's fairly good. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit of what is coming up here uh, in the nice province of Quebec. Mm-hmm. Uh, on uh, October 31st, there's an Halloween party with the Montreal Underground Knights. So you're actually invited to drop by the Fan Force boards and uh, sign up for that uh, nice little... Uh, party, which will be happening at yours truly's place. On November 6th, there will be a supper with Michael Sheard, who was uh, Admiral Ozzel in Star Wars at The Empire Strikes Back, and uh, this uh, supper will be nine-class kind of supper. It costs $40 for the entire evening, meal and uh, drinks are, incl- are included in that price. Uh, of course, there's a little uh, extra money that is spent forward of uh, bringing Michael Sheard here to Montreal. Of course, November 8th, we'll see Concept with Michael Sheard attending. And from November 14th to 16th, there will be at uh, Politico de Montréal and uh, the SFX Con, which is the science fiction exposition, uh, which will be their first time here in Montreal. And uh, one very important guest that, that they bring along for their first year for the Star Wars fandom is Peter Mayhew, who used to play... Chewbacca, Chewbacca, and who will be playing Chewbacca. Sorry if I spoiled you again, but he's going to be in episode 3. Oh, I knew that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's going to die. Well, not in episode 3, but you know, he died in the books. Yeah, I don't like New Jedi Order for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about New Jedi Order today. Uh, and I swear, if they kill off Wedge as well, I just really hate them now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, a, it may happen. You, you have to listen to the next show where... Uh, We'll be uh, reviewing the New Jedi Order Final Prophecy yeah, with it our was friend supposed to Nathan Butler. Yeah. It was supposed to be today, but we just decided to do it live. You know, yeah. it's so much more fun. Yeah. And uh, of course, we were discussing about debating a little bit earlier and during the French version of the show uh, about the actual people who will die in the next book. And uh, I got a feeling it's going to be Marriage Aid. <laughs> and if we if, if we're talking about like actual original trilogy uh, characters. I'm sorry, people, but we're probably going to see Wedge die. <laughs> As I said, I'm sorry. I'm not the one who decided all this, okay? I mean, I, gu- I guess they don't like the W characters. Chewbacca's a Wookiee. They, they killed him off. Wedge starts with W. They, they might kill him off. I don't oh know. Oh, my maybe God. It's, uh, maybe he found the link! <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, man. It's a letter that pays off like crazy when you play uh, Scrabble. Scrabble. <laughs> 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 Wicked's not dead. Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> um, of course, a little uh, something that uh, Adam one uh, was telling me about is the Star Wars Jedi Master Points auction. Uh, they have just started on the Asbro.com yeah, website. A couple of weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, you should uh, drop by. They're pretty interesting, Steve. Uh, things to actually uh, look around. Apparently, there's there's a little. Uh, Mishaps with the the system. Uh, some people are actually bidding over ten thousand uh, Jedi Jedi Master, Jedi Master, Master points, which is probably Impossible. diorama makers because to have that many f- action figures, like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> man! And some people say I'm a freak. <laughs> maybe for people who don't have that much Jedi Master point, maybe just wait a little bit. Yeah. For the this, this thing is news of people will all bet their points to get a, a, a George Sekul or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you have yeah. to be there. <laughs> yeah. But just wait a couple of months when people 
I've spent all their points. <laughs> yeah, yep. the, 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 the spending roof will go down. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, you know. Prices can only go down from now on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is no going back up. <laughs> so, um, I guess that's it, people. Uh, we thank you for tuning in, well, for... Downloading. Downloading. Downloading this show. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is not a live show, sadly enough. Uh, it's We don't actually want, want to make it happen. Well, it felt like a live show anyway. Yeah. yeah. We're live here in studios, but people will be listening to us. Pre-recorded, sadly. It was not as an interactive show as mm. As we'd like it yeah. to be. Yeah. That's right. So, I'm still going to actually uh, tell... Well, Tell our tell our people that we are looking for a man or a woman with good communication skill who's doing the major convention circuit in the U.S. We're talking here about Dragon Con, Gen Con, Comic Con, Wizard World, etc. And uh, the Star Wars correspond this Star Wars on direct correspondent would record interview for our show with Star Wars personalities and fans. Uh, this person will have the equipment and software to record and edit audio file to be sent to us. You think you could help us? Send us an email at studio at swondirect.com. With the title SWD Correspondent. And um, it could also not especially be one person, but if you live in the area and you want to help us and you have the software and everything, just contact us before a convention in your city. And That's right. We can actually talk about it here yeah. and uh, we can make publicity for it. It's going to be our pleasure. And you uh, will of course, we only, charge <laughs> we only charge like $200, $200 for like a 30-second spot, so it's not too, <laughs> it's not too, too high, wow. you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's pretty cheap, man. <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't know there was money to be made in fan radio. No, there's not. No. <laughs> well, actually, not, l- not that Lucasfilm knows of. <laughs> they must not know. <laughs> they must not know. Uh-oh. So, anyway. We have to pay for, brand- for bandwidth. So. That's mm, right. There we go. Yeah. In any case, uh, I actually have uh, a nice submission for me about uh, one person who actually wants to become a Star Wars correspondent, Star Wars Under correspondent. Oh. So, that's already one person. But, you know. The more the merrier, because if yeah. three of three of our correspondents actually go to one convention, we can cover a lot more ground and have a nice yeah. report of that convention, and actually convince fans that when you go to conventions, you have a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, well, not only that, when you find the really cool person to do that job, you just clone her or him. <laughs> what for? To have more. <laughs> <laughs> the art of stating the obvious, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, that's why you're su- th- that's what you're p- that's why you're playing your character on Star Wars Galaxies. I gotta go like have a little fun with you uh-huh. in that game. That would be really. Oh, you're cool. more than welcome. Yep. We're not gonna tell like where he stands, but oh, uh, if you what if you're on a server, is? <laughs> if, if you're on a server and uh, well, actually I play. Well, okay, I'm not ashamed of admitting I no, play no, no, a female no, no, character. No, that I'm 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 just saying you're in touch with your feminine size. That's okay. There you <laughs> go. A lot of women like that. So if any like women are listening to us right now, <laughs> I'm not. So, sorry. <laughs> um, but you know, if you ever like walk around Tatooine, and uh, that's that's on Tatooine most of the time, you are. No, actually, we're based on Corellia. So when you walk around Corellia, watch out for Rodians, female Rodians. <laughs> you you might be surprised in the end. <laughs> And, uh, well, that's pretty much it for our show. The next show will be on uh, October 19th, which is next week. Uh, subject still to be announced when our server comes back up. So yep. by the time you'll be listening to this, we'll probably have announced the actual 
uh, topic of the next show. Uh, we have a couple of ideas. Yeah, we can maybe say what's the basic idea of Go what ahead. we're thi- thinking about. But, uh, okay. Uh, basically, uh, if you were a Star Wars character, which character would you be? An existing <laughs> character in the... Well, you'd be Chewbacca, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> or what what character people around you think you resemble the most? Uh, Chewbacca. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's tall with dark hair and hands. Yeah, no, you no, left too really. much air. He growls from time to I time. I have a bad temper. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and he has a tendency to rip people's arm off when he loses. Well, well no, not really, because I wouldn't be talking to you right now if I did, now would I? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know what you do with the body afterwards, <laughs> and I don't want to know either. <laughs> so that... that would probably be the subject maybe not the main subject we will see but probably a a secondary subject so if you got the answer to that uh, just send us an email and when the show comes up uh, we'll we'll have your answer on that that's right and we're also uh, working on a lot of interviews to to come Uh, we don't want to tell you anything about it because we don't want to deceive you (laughs) if they don't work out (laughs) (laughs) so we're we're still working on a lot of interviews and uh, this show is only going to get better with time Uh, I I I actually like to do something right now Before I forget it The answer to the question I asked last show Which was What does the tube with D-N-G-N on it In red letters in the Falcon Falcon. means It's does nothing Goes goes nowhere G-N-D-N Goes nowhere, does nothing That's what it means uh, we we get. Uh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah, we I told you about it a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's because w- we asked the question to fans at our last show three weeks ago, and we forgot to give the answer. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically so in effect, the question did nothing and went nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I'm I'm actually gonna ask uh, the our listeners another question before we leave, oh. and I'd like their comments to be sent at studio at swundirect.com. Uh, people, what is like? What is t- being too much an extreme fan to you? You know, some people. How uh, extreme is extreme? Yeah, yeah, how extreme is extreme? You know, some people will wear action figures in their neck. Some people will <laughs> wear Star Wars ties to work. Some people will wear uh, Star tattoos. Wars T-shirts every day. Some <laughs> people have actually, actually have tattoos yeah. on themselves. Yeah. yeah. Of their or characters. How far would you go for Star Wars? Yeah, that, that's, that's right. another kind of. Well, we've seen it's another weird but it's like in the news. How, like how far is too far? You know, yeah, mm-hmm. how, how far is too far? You know, that's yeah. that's what I I'm wondering because that would be that would be a great subject. We did it once in French. Yeah, that subject. But it's, it's just a general question yeah. I want to ask you. I, w- I want to ask our listeners. Well, it's actually an, it, it'd be fun to to see the results on that poll. That's right, and I'm sure you 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 would want to be in studio for that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> are you trying to bait me? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing next week? <laughs> so we like to get an inc- air conditioning, man. <laughs> uh, well the, w- the winter's coming. Hey, see, we never we never even started the fans. So that's one of the reasons. <laughs> well, we got three fans right here. Oh, <laughs> that's that w- that's winning like one clap of hands. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Golf clap. <laughs> Golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we like to thank our sponsors, uh, of course, Sitland.net, the French reference for Star Wars on the website, uh, in all of the websites in the world. <coughs> yes, I'm, no, I'm being too cocky. Uh, Legends Action Figures, 
you can find at legendsactionfigures.com. SimpleNet, which you can find at simplenet.cas. But maybe not now because the website is down. Well, by the time you're listening to <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that's, that's it, yes. Obviously. And of course, we'd like to thank our big partner, StarWarsFanWorks.com, uh, hosting tons and tons of fan audio works. Uh, Nathan, thank you for what for for what you're doing so far. Keep on doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we want to tell you that we will we will see you next week on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swandirect.com for more information about upcoming shows. Cyclan.net, c'est les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga, des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars, incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe. Et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.cyclan.net. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Hi, I'm Sean Lee. And I'm Shane Dix. We're the authors of the new Jedi Order trilogy, Force Heretic. You're listening to Star Wars on direct.